Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Jones Report. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us today. Coming up here in just a few minutes, going to be joined by Hartzell Gray from 96.5 The Buzz in Kansas City. So much to talk about with Hartzell. We've been wanting to get him on this show for a long time. And we're finally able to do so. So get a great chat with him coming up in just a little while from right now. He also works with uh, Sporting Kansas City. So we'll uh, talk about Sporting KC and the Chiefs and some other different things. So a very wide variety discussion with Hartzell uh, on music and sports and life and everything in between. So don't miss out on that coming up in just a little while from right now. Joining me, as always, is Thomas Bridges. And uh, he is with me by phone this week. Uh due to our uh, connection, so uh, we're making it happen this way. And, uh, TB, what's happening? Oh, you know, just uh, kicking it at the house. Just got a new job, so just waiting for that to start. So just enjoying my time off while I have some. Uh, so, you know, calling you from my house, which is nice. That, that must be. And in the meantime that your your the DJ gig is like the the main gig at the moment. Yeah, it's uh kind of taken off uh just a little bit. You know, May is a very busy month for weddings um and for just different little summer parties going on, so I'm legit busy every Saturday until the end of June. So um, in the uh in the DJ compartment in the in the DJ business uh, of what you're looking at throughout these next uh, couple months you, you, of, of you being doing this now and, and going forward. Uh, did, have you come up with a name of some sorts? Or are, are you just Thomas from Bartlesville, or, or do you have a DJ uh, name that, that you're going by in all this now? Yeah, it's just uh, Thomas from Bartlesville. It's kind of given to me. Um, so it just kind of stuck, and I – Decided to just roll with it. I didn't want to put DJ in front of my name because everybody does that. Right. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just leave it that. I wanted just to go by Tom and just leave it that. What about uh, what about even like Beville Tom? I thought about something like that. I thought about just taking Bartles out of it completely. I don't know if they deserve recognition. Right. You, recognition for your credit of your success like they had anything to do with it no you're thomas bridges you know like no one gets yeah, to there way. you go they don't you know you're not tyler from coita or tyler from ba no no i'm tyler jones damn straight that's it <laughs> i'm not tyler I from lawrence <laughs> no i'm tyler jones and you better get it right that, that's how it's gonna be and, and and for the record i'm not from coita to begin with so don't, don't even get me started on that i have no relation to coita I have no relation to Kawita whatsoever. You don't claim Kawita? No, absolutely not. No, I, I, my my parents have a Broken Arrow address. I'm not from Kawita. How close is that BA address to Kawita? Where's that line? Probably railroad tracks. Probably like a mile or two away. Okay, so wait a second. Is it so that Bluebell factory is technically located in Broken Arrow? That Bluebell factory is Broken Arrow, yes. Okay. Um, just just close enough. I guess your sister went to Kawita, so that's probably what I... She went to Kawita, but she fair, worked out She worked out a, a school district deal for her to go to Kawita. Like, we, we were in Broken Arrow School District and had a Broken Arrow address. Close enough to Kawita. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
I will never claim Goita. Sorry, Goita. Broken Arrow. Their, what are they, the Tigers? They're the Tigers as well as Broken Arrow, yes. Oh, they copied. Right? And they're orange and black. So they copied OSU and Broken Arrow. LSU used to be the Tiger. A bunch of copiers, Kalita. Oh, my gosh. Un- yeah. Unoriginal. Unoriginal. See, that that's why I can't claim claim Kalita. Unoriginal. Can't do that. Broken Arrow, there, there's only one. There's only one Broken Arrow. And they, they keep it... <laughs> They keep it true to who they are, you know. It's it's just uh, broken arrow till I die, as uh, as uh, the folks say uh, down there. But, anyways, Tom. So this week, I get to the studio on Tuesday, do the shows and wrapping up things, and somebody brings me this package. This is about eight thirty in the morning or so, and I open it up. And first off, it's got my name misspelled. It says uh, Taylor Jones, not my name. Been called that almost as much as I've been called Tyler in my life. But no, my name is not Taylor, believe it or not. As shocking Taylor as that from BA. Taylor from BA. So so now I can claim it's, BA it's if Tyler I go like Taylor. Tyler from BA, Taylor's from Coweta. There we go. Yes, my, my alter ego, the uh, you know Taylor from Coweta. Yes. But <laughs> anyways, so I get this package, and it says uh, Taylor Jones, and it's got this uh envelope from what claims to be an investigation firm and i won't say I, i'm not going to use any names because I, I don't want to dox these people and and put them out there but the the front of it looks legit other than my name being you know misspelled and i open it and there's this cover letter addressed to me saying that i need to see this and that I'm only one of a few people that has gotten access to see this, and they want me to talk about this and make sure I'm aware of what's going on. And and I'm like, okay. And I read further after the cover letter, and like, okay, this is a little odd. And then once I get to the report itself, that's when it got really weird. And so in this report, Tom, this report that I was given, and – Right away, before you know the the fake news people out there trying to claim I'm reporting something, I am not reporting this whatsoever. This is all for from my perspective and Tom's perspective, a a laughing matter, and, and you'll understand why here in a moment. I get this package, and I open up the letter, Tom, and the uh, investigation was 23 pages long and accused KU and the NCAA of being connected to Satanism and and that Panic at the Disco was involved in this as well and that their evidence all began back at a Panic at the Disco performance at the Final Four a year ago. I have heard all sorts of things, Uh, you know, every name that you could possibly call somebody and all the rumors and you know everything i thought i had heard it all tom now i can say i have officially heard it all this one was uh the most bizarre thing i have ever seen and been handed to and ever seen anybody accused of was was this connection of some sorts that was out there <laughs> that is something now did you if, okay a few questions here did you let KU know about it? Um, no, I did not. I did not let KU. This, this would be their first time finding out, 
and uh, I did not give them or the NCAA a heads up. Hmm. Should, should I have let I w- them know of what they're being accused of, of this very serious thing? I think they would get a good kick out of it. I guess the second question, did it talk about gay frogs? Uh, no, no, no. Actually, it did not. I'll tell you what. No. Actually, I take that back. I did tell uh, the uh, voice of the Jayhawks, Brian Haney, about it, and he had a good laugh. He did? He did. Maybe, he did. That's, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe that's all it needs is just a good laugh. I guess third off, would you report it if you got paid? They would have slipped a couple hundred undies in there. Would I report it as factual that I believed it with pay? No, no, but, not not factual. Just report it. Uh, I I don't think so. You know, I, I would not because if I'm going to re- be bought, no, because if I can be bought, then that would take away my you know journalistic credibility. If I can just be bought, and if people knew I could be bought of some sorts, I guess you can't work for Fox News anymore. Uh, apparently, uh, or, or any, <laughs> I guess anybody for that matter. <laughs> Based on uh, that's crazy though. Um, did it say it had you said it had a bibliography and like a cover letter? Uh, was it in Times New Roman or what? What was the font? Was it standard like MLA format or is, I mean was it? It was MLA it format, but it wasn't a Times New Roman font. It, hmm. uh, it, it I I don't know how to describe the font, but it was a very uh, specific type of font. And 23 pages. It had pictures. And in this thing, Tom, it, it, it's got graphs and uh, you know different diagrams and such so in like this thing. Some, some legit pie chart. Type pie shit. chart type stuff. Yes. Yeah. We're talking, you know, uh, big time uh, stuff. They didn't skimp. No. No. And they also had pictures of like devils and demons in this thing. Just in case I needed to know what a devil or demon looked like. Oh my! Yeah, so I would keep this if I was you. This this should go like in your collection of like just funny things throughout the years. I uh, I, I was handed. I was debating when I got this. Do I throw this away or no. do I keep this? And I thought about it for a second. I'm like, no, no, no. I got to keep this. There's no way I can let this one go. No, yeah, that's a timeless piece. That just in case. I mean, even if it like was to blow up. You would have like an original copy, right? right. If this were to really get out there, you know, we've if heard this just came out of the water. If, if, we've heard if, the rumors uh, for years, Tom. We've heard the it. we've heard the rumors for years, Tom, about you know you name such and such athlete as a part of the Illuminati, you know, or whatever. Like all those stupid rumors. This is like next level. Like forget the Illuminati. We're we're accusing people of being Satanists now. Less miles. Uh, is Les Miles getting involved in this now too? He, he's he's the ringleader. Is that going That's going to be Rick the next Ross, report. Rick Ross has ties to the Illuminati. <laughs> Who do they bring in? They bring in Rick Ross. That is uh, that's some great reporting on your part. Some very good investigative work. I'm telling you what, there, there's uh, you know they're they're doing spring games at night. They're trying to bring KU football back. They're probably doing sacrificing the lamb in the locker room and. You know, can, can you get me I your mean, twenty-three this, page point, report on this by Monday? I'm gonna I'm gonna make it twenty-four pages long. Oh, that's gonna you be the kicker. That's what's gonna get this one over the top. I think so. I really think so. But 
in all reality, obviously it's not true, but if it does happen to come out, you would have a, a first copy. Yeah. Something wants to, like, blow up about this. And, uh, you know, we've seen over the years a lot of bullshit that was like, okay, really? So the Thayer Evans one with the Oklahoma State, that kind of all proved to be false. And then that kind of derailed his somewhat career that he had. Uh, this could, you know, maybe this could make something. I don't think it will, but there's always a chance you couldn't throw that away. You, you should, like, almost uh, – What's funny about this too is that this guy I was that that uh, that, that gave this to me uh, in his cover letter or whatever you know and all this he mentions that you know he wants to get the FBI involved in all this I'm like well even if you do even if you somehow proved this you know very dumb conspiracy theory was somehow true even if I mean there's like nothing not illegal it's not illegal to be you know a a satanist or saying satanic that's not a crime i mean as long as they're not killing or hurting anybody right yeah i mean it it would be it would still be crazy if panic at the disco and ku were in the ncaa now they were bands i do believe i think it, it it might not be that far of a stretch to say that uh that the NCAA is straight from hell, though. That might not be much of a stretch. Uh, I think they got that part right. That part, very accurate. You know, everything else, like, eh, no thanks. That's too good. Oh. I would uh, I would definitely laminate that. And maybe, is there, how was it presented? Is it in, like, a booklet? Or is it stapled? It is stapled. It's stapled. That is, uh... That is something else. Yeah. I would. Well, and I'm now. Sure. I wonder how many other people got copies. I'm, there's only apparently, thing? it says in this cover letter, only three other people have copies of this. Well, they're going to have to do a lot more spreading than that. That they felt that they trusted me with being one of the individuals. Are you? They're maybe, maybe they're trying to get you to come to one of their meetings. Maybe. Maybe they think you can be the good that fights the evil. I'm the guy that's going to you know in the you know, save the day. Taylor from Kuwaita. Taylor from Kuwaita. Taylor Jones from Kuwaita is going to save the day. I can see it now. I can put you put a cape around you, and, and, and I'm going to expose you know the the, the the Satanists out there of some sorts. I can see it now. I can see you going around. You would be like one of those Bible thumping preachers on campus that preach of <laughs> hell and brimfire. Hellfire, brimstone, whatever you want to call it. I'm, we we got a few of those at Oklahoma State. I don't know if they come to KU. And oh yeah, yeah. They, and they, they they gather at a Westco women whores and Westco Beach at a, at KU. Probably at least twice a day, you'll find a preacher out there, like you know, talking about the end of the world of some sorts. If they wanted to really spread, they'll send one down the road to Westboro Baptist Church. You know, they're based in Topeka. And that's what I'm saying. Just yeah. ride down the road. It wouldn't be too far. They have uh they've picketed several KU football well, games. Yeah, the 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 last the Oklahoma State game, uh, they were there. And to me, I'm like, you know, I I know obviously their intent, you know, in their their picketing, which is still very stupid to begin with. But like, what does a KU football game have to do with that either? That to me always blew my mind to like you know the football's the devil apparently you know football is just awful just evil you know 
Yeah. Maybe. Okay, here's a little connect the dots theory, Tom. Maybe this letter was somebody that's involved with Whisperer. I would not be shocked. At, just at the rate of accusation. Uh, but I would think they would hold like, uh, they would have like 23 picketers up, each with a page from the article on the sign and just hold it together. Right. <laughs> Golly. That is, I mean, uh, that is something. That is something to say the least. Uh, but moving on, uh, the uh, Kentucky Derby over the weekend, Tom, did, uh, did did you get a chance to to watch the uh, Kentucky Derby on Saturday? I didn't watch it live, but I just saw like the, the whole controversy behind all that. Yes. Uh, pretty crazy stuff. Yes. Uh, maximum Security, the initial winner, was the favorite, and then uh, they ruled that he impeded the traffic which sounds like, you know, a, a traffic violation of some sorts that uh, he impeded, you know, that he blocked essentially and got in the way of his competition and that, you know, they ended up giving the win to uh, the country house who was second and his odds were uh, 65 to one, 65 to one. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Somebody very rich. Somebody. It was the uh, second highest odds of uh, any, winner of Kentucky Derby history. It was pretty incredible uh, that, that he was able to put that together. But the replay review and all this, everything I've seen, Tom, going back and forth on this, I I think they made the right call going with the re, you know, in the replay review of reversing it like they did. And a lot of people were upset about the replay review even being there and reversing that call. But why even have the rules if you're not going to enforce them? What are they there for? If you're not going to have replay review there and have this be a foul, then then you just don't need to have that in the, in the rule book then. I, I think that those are, if you're arguing saying that this should not have happened, then you're saying the rule shouldn't exist and that you know they shouldn't have replay review and all that. What, you know, based on the circumstance, I don't think they had a choice but to do what they did in that right circumstance because you have to enforce the rules that you've already established in that situation. Yeah, you would think so. And I I think just being horse racing, um, just in general, just the tradition, the long-standing, you know, gambling event that horse racing is, how long this has been going on. Uh, it's kind of like baseball, where I, I felt like there was a, a large majority pissed off about reviews or about replay. And, you know, I get that replay hasn't always been there. You know, they just, they used to be just eyes from the ref. Um, but now that we have this technology, why not do the utmost to get it right? Um, I, I don't understand people who aren't for replay. Like, you know, eventually it's. You know, whoever you're going to root for, eventually it's going to work out in your favor. Uh, it's just that's how the odds play. Um, so if you have the rules in place and there's the replay to enforce those rules or to get it right, why would you not be in favor of that? I mean, I feel like the only people that could really be mad are the people who had money on maximum, maximum security, uh, you know, thinking they were about to cash a check uh, and then turn around and got hit right in the ass right um, so this is what this is about it's the it's the gambling aspect it's how folks 
lost money from this ordeal. That's what people are upset about, what the issue yeah. is here. And if anyone tells you otherwise, uh, they're probably lying. That's why this is such a, a big deal as it is, because of those that lost uh, so much that had the, uh, the the favorite in in this. And he wasn't even the favorite to uh, begin the weekend. Uh, Omaha Beach was the, uh, was the favorite, but uh, suffered an injury there early on. And I found it so funny, Tom, that uh, you know a horse was named Omaha Beach to begin with. Uh, I've yet to see a beach in Omaha, but that's a whole another story for another day. Uh, but the uh, this this was the right call. This is the right situation. Folks lost money Peyton over Manning's it. beach, his personal beach, his personal beach that he has created just there in Omaha itself. Like that's uh, that's dreamy right there. You know that's that's life goals right there to have a beach in Omaha. Uh, you would make everybody happy because that's exactly where everybody wants to vacation and just thinks of beaches is Omaha, Nebraska. But anyways, um, you know, this, this was the, the right call, the right situation. I don't see, you know, how they could have done it otherwise. Maybe if it was faster, you know, 20 minutes for a replay review is crazy. But they got it right at the end of the day. This was the right decision. This was about money. That's why folks were upset of how much money that they lost. But... If you were listening to Thinking Out Loud with yours truly on KLWN last Saturday, a guy named John Moss would have told you that the best long shot bet would have been to take Country House at 65-1, to 1, and you would be a lot richer right now anyway. So that comes with the territory. And then the the ratings were terrific, as you can imagine, with all these people you know waiting to see these results and the overturn and all that, the, the replay review. But now you talk about anticlimactic, Tom. Apparently, this uh, this horse country house is now injured, and he will not race in the uh, the next event in the uh, in the triple crown races. So there will not be a triple crown winner. Omaha Beach obviously was out of the equation, and then uh, you know this uh, this country house uh, was uh, was not the winner. So all of a sudden, after all of this horse racing probably got the worst possible outcome because they got a ton of bad PR. They had a 65 to one odds, you know, winner in this circumstance, and there's no shot for a triple crown already. It's it. This is a turned into a bad string of events for the sport of horse racing over the last couple of days. I love the controversy. I love what's going on there. You know, personally, I, I live and breathe on controversy when it doesn't affect me or my teams. But for the sport of horse racing, this is going to be a disastrous year for them. This uh, 2019 season is. Oh yeah, and and you know I like that we get to actually talk about the Kentucky Derby because usually we we you know we don't really touch on horse racing a lot. But now that there's controversy, uh, now that it gets a little bit more juicy. Um, I've actually never been to a horse race. Uh, I'm not sure if you have. I know they have them at, in Tulsa at the fairgrounds. I've been to some uh, rodeos with some horse racing. I have actually seen, Tom, I have seen them uh, kill a horse on track. Oh, uh, they break its leg? Yeah, it broke its leg, and they killed it right in the spot. That's, like, one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah, that is pretty – that is that is kind of terrible. Right there on the track, they didn't even move it. Right there on the track, right in front of the entire crowd. Do they just give it like an injection or do they shoot it <laughs> in Oklahoma? I don't know. So this was when I was in Oregon and they oh, straight okay. up shot the horse in front of no. everybody. Yes. Oh my gosh. How old were you? 
I was like 12 or 13. That should be traumatizing for like some younger fans. No kidding. Let alone a 12 or 13 year old. Yeah, we saw a horse get shot in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty crazy. That is amazing. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's what I'm saying. We don't get to talk horse racing a whole lot. Actually, I think we should go to the Derby next year. Let's do it. Dress up on our finest. Uh, get drunk on mint juleps and then bitch and moan and complain when uh, our tickets lose. When uh, when we get screwed on a replay review. I'll tell you what, though. Tom and I actually thought about going this year. I am kind of glad that we didn't go in the sense of that I know for a fact, Tom, you and I would have put money on the favorite. May, you know, At least we would have put some money on the favorite and we would be sitting here very upset right now if oh, we had went we got, and we're I in that put situation. Dollars down on maximum security, and then at first, what, what were the odds for him? Oh, he was—I uh, like can't remember one. off the top of my head—but he was very, very good odds. Yes, I'm going to look it up right now, actually. But yeah, if I would have put a hundred dollars down, I think, I think, just in the spirit, if we went to the Derby, I think I would at least have to put a hundred dollars down on one horse. Right. Um, just to be, you know, that's that's kind of like when you go to Vegas. If you're of age, you have to like at least gamble once. Right. I mean, that's just kind of like when I mean when you're in Denver. Not everybody, but you know, when you're in Rome, you have to do as the Romans do. And so, yeah, I I can't say I wouldn't be a little ticked off if we win. I put a hundred dollars down on a horse that initially won, and I'm ready to go cash my ticket out and keep drinking. Uh, and then they flip the script and told me I didn't win anymore, and then they lie, lost my money. Uh, can't say I wouldn't be a little upset, even though I have I would have no idea what I was doing, um, you know, betting on horses. I'll say this. Um, if when we go, and whether it's next year or a year after, Thomas and I are going to go at some point. Like, we, we might as well just throw out our entire wardrobe. We got to buy brand new attire for this, Tom. We, we got to oh, show getting, it with our very I'm best. A dope hat for this. I'm saying like new suit, new everything, and we got to get the the women in our lives or whoever involved because I, I don't want to be showing up like a thousand bucks when I need to be looking like a million bucks. Right. So I'm, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the the odds here. Maximum security was a four to one favorite. So even if I'd have put twenty dollars down and won, you know, eighty or however much, then I would still be happy, but. If it was twenty bucks, you know. But could you imagine putting a hundred dollars down on Country House and winning sixty five hundred dollars? Oh my gosh! Right? That would just that would pay for the outfit itself. Oh yeah. And then then hopefully a lot. I feel like we could go to a place like Goodwill and find a decent outfit. Honestly, I think we could do a little Macklemore thrift shopping, and I think we could go and be the Derby dudes. I don't know if I want to do that the very first time. That sounds no, like... No, that's true. I would want to get at least a good hat. That sounds like the third or fourth visit. That, okay, I've been there a couple times. I know what I'm doing. I know what to look for at the Goodwill. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I don't even know where one goes to get derby attire. My my secret when, when I go shopping for a big event, Tom, here, here's what I do. And I hope that I don't piss people off when I say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say this anyway. I know what's coming. <laughs> Here's what's coming. 
I when when I have a big event that I know I need to dress up for, like you know, black tie event of some sorts, I'll go to the men's warehouse, go try on some stuff, and get a pretty good idea what I want to look like. And you know, you talk to those guys, and you know they offer me this big deal which I can never afford, and then I'll look for that exact same thing at you know. TJ Maxx, Ross, Walmart, like whatever, Target even, I don't care. Uh, anywhere else that's going to eat, you know, Kohl's, you know, any of those department stores that are going to be, you know, a third of the cost of, uh, of, of Men's Warehouse. That's how I go about that. And I look like I just went to Men's Warehouse and and I did go to Men's Warehouse. I got the visual and then I take it from there and spend much less. There, There's a pro tip for you for the day. Well, I can see you being the guy on the commercial. You're going to look good. I guarantee, or what did you say? You're going to like the way you look. I, I guarantee, guarantee it. it. I can see it. You know, I'm looking now at just some attire, and, well, I wouldn't pay $130 for a hat. Um, but there's like a horse racing tie for $19. You got your, you know, your navy blue blazer. You know, I think I might have something now. There's like a floral print sports shirt uh, that I could get down with, but. Jones, I really think we should go next year and just make a, a a spectacle of the whole deal. I'm in. Let's make it happen. Mint juleps and all. I, I am I am super game. I'm almost excited. I'm like, all right, come around. Let's first weekend in May. Let's make it happen. And we got time to plan accordingly. To find, exactly. we have the whole year to shop at Goodwill, Tom, and find the best stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that is very true. And I'm sure there's probably deals out there right now that they're like, okay, well, as soon as the the, the majority of the horse racing is over, uh, then I'm sure stuff goes on sale. While we're on the topic of Goodwill, I, I have to say this. Isn't Goodwill the biggest scam in nonprofits history when you think about oh, it? Oh, you donate all your expensive clothes. And then and they then, sell it? And then they make a profit off of them? Right. And, and they say they help people with jobs or whatever, you know, you know, of some sorts. Like, I have yet to see the evidence of like them going out there and doing that. Uh, to to me, like that, uh, Good Goodwill has you know profited very much. They've done very well for a nonprofit business. You know, they really have, and there's a, there's a Goodwill. In and every we're the ones that are all the suckers for it. We're we're the ones that keep supporting it and keep letting it happen anyway. <laughs> there you go. Now. I will say that I've bought more things from Goodwill than I've donated. I, I think they should, you know, if you come and donate, I think you should get at least a couple of coupons. Oh, yeah. Or maybe a you trade. Know, or like what about like a trade deal of some sorts? And then you get it something for free. Like a trade deal of some sorts? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, I think that would be fair. It's uh, Goodwill is a scam, but it is brilliant on their <laughs> part. It's like... It's like evil geniuses of some sorts. I want a 23-page report on Goodwill. Oh, we can go 25. (laughs) (laughs) It's a scam. You heard it here first. We we break news here. We're we're breaking we're breaking news here and giving the people what they want and what they not what they maybe not what they want to hear, Tom. What they need to hear. There you go. That's the best way to put it. Speaking of what they need to hear. Coming up here in just a few moments, uh, we'll let you hear from Hartzell Grave from 96.5 The Buzz in Kansas City. Got a great chat with him coming up in just a few minutes. So uh, don't miss out on that. That's coming up next here on The Jones Report. 
At this time, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome into the Jones Report from 96.5 The Buzz in Kansas City. It is uh, Hartzell Gray who joins us for the very first time. Hartzell, what has happened, my man? It is uh, a long time coming. Good to uh, talk to you. What's happening? Oh, man, things are going very well. I can't believe it's taken us as long to uh, to make this happen. But what an honor and a privilege, I might say, coming from a, uh, a mover and shaker like yourself. Hey, you know, we're, we're two peas in a pod, I guess, in that sense. The hustle always stays very strong. It never stops. It ne- never stops. <laughs> and and I, I got to tell you, this guy is, is literally all over the place, whether it's with the buzz or working the, the sporting KC games or whatever. Uh, you, you can't miss Hartzell. If if you miss Hartzell, you're, you're basically not looking. <laughs> well, cause I'm going to definitely dress up in a way that you won't miss me. Uh, you know, you saw me at... Uh, the sporting game, we had a retro night, you know, so I had a peacock a little bit, I had my rainbow socks, you know, a la the, the Wizards. But no, thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. You know, I, uh, I was born and raised in KC, so, you know, everything I'm, I've been really fortunate and lucky enough now to get a chance to do and having a blast doing, you know, I grew up, you know, watching and wanting to be a part of as I was growing up. So this whole thing has just kind of been a, a crazy, surreal, dream come true that also was a crazy snowball effect so yeah it's just been it's been awesome man like you know the cliche is living the dream but you know absolutely just you know living the dream man and, and we'll forgive you for going to that that university uh to the the uh, east that uh, that state university out there that's all right hey listen if it makes you feel any better I, I, if it makes you feel any better a couple things actually. So my dad does a lot of photography work for uh, KU, okay. and I was I was a uh, a track athlete. I played football too, but I was a track guy in high school and college. So I ran D one uh, at UMKC. Grew up watching KU because of my dad. Ended up transferring to Mizzou. So we are a house divided. I had in Columbia. I get so much so much guff for this. I had the the Mario Chalmers shot in my living room. In Columbia, so Ooh. you know we had parties. You know it didn't play very well, but you know, at least it was a decent story to tell. So, so you were kind of a, a, a KU fan of sorts in Columbia. Is that what you were trying to say? Oh yeah, man. You know the the Nick Collison and Kirk Heinrich years, Wayne Simeon, all that. You know that was uh, that was my squad, man. But you know I was still, you know my my older brother. He he was a diehard. Mizzou fans, you know, I still, you know, had the, you know, uh, the Kimmy English even back when I was, when I was attending, you know, but you had the uh, uh, Kareem Rush and you had everybody. I mean, so oh, I, yeah. I, I've got full gamut of both sides. Okay. Okay. You know what? I, I respect it. That's, that's, that's great. I'm probably one of the few people that actually is okay with you kind of being both sides there, but, uh, but that's, that's cool. Hart. So I, I did not know when that. I, when I essentially go into politics, I've got to tell this line starting now, because listen, in 2019, these tweets are going to come back to bite me. So I got to just start this, you know, towing the line now just to get a, you know, a leg up on it. I think you're, you're already on it. I think you already got a head start. <laughs> you, you're well prepared to, uh, to represent both the state of Kansas and Missouri at, at this point, based on uh, you know something like that, to be able to hold both that way. But that's, uh, that's cool to see, uh, no, no doubt about it. Hart, so where, where, did the, uh, where did the journey start for you, my friend? Oh, boy, where did the journey start? So uh, I'll, I'll keep it brief because you know this, man. Everybody's radio story and media is all – it's ridiculous, it's crazy, and, and, and it's just all over the place. No, no two stories are the same. I started off actually as a – I was a double major at Mizzou. I was doing sports management and poli-sci. Uh, long story short, poli sci, you know, was rocking and rolling, but for sports management, you got to get an internship. And so I was trying to get one here in town at uh, 610 Sports Radio. 
um, because I wanted to get a sports experience outside of, you know, stadium. I wanted to get, like, you know, on the radio, promotional side. I did radio in college. I've always been fascinated. I did uh, broadcasting in high school. got a bunch of awards. So I, I've always been passionate about that. Um, and so I got, <laughs> I got the internship, but not for the radio station I wanted. 610 was full. My buddy calls me and says, hey, uh, the killers are in town. <laughs> Do you want to go intern for the buzz? And I'm like, hell yeah, man. Let me go get some of these free tickets. So intern for the buzz, uh, long, I mean, just 500 hours of grinding and then doing some events with some people from our morning show. And they're like, Hey, you should try this out. And, you know, one thing led to another and I ended up in the studio on a Saturday. It was June 13th, 2013. And, uh, what was just supposed to be a let's record a demo tape became, Let's go live, and uh, I've been live ever since now. So we just hit six years about uh, a week and a half ago. That's awesome. And and from what I heard from, uh, I met you through a, our, our mutual friend uh, Jonathan Deutsch. And from what Deutsch oh, tells me, Deutsch. oh, <laughs> exactly. From what Deutsch tells me is that uh, that you guys had a, a college show going together at a, at, at at MU that was uh, very popular, and then uh, then you were out in no time uh, to do this show at the buzz that uh, you, you left him out to dry a little bit over there. Well, listen, you know, again, you know, you got to get while the getting is good, but I will say when I forget my roots, sir, because yes, the fielder's choice out of Columbia, Missouri voted number one by no one in particular. We had, uh, we had some real, we had some real good content. I was basically there just to provide uh, insight into Miley Cyrus. Cause I was back when Miley was doing her heyday. She had her J's on. So we had a, we had a blast, but yeah, man, you know, it was, uh, you know, once you get that in in the door, that foot gets in there. You gotta you gotta get going because you know you know this. I'm not sure how much you pull back the curtain on your show, but listen, to get a job in this business, somebody's got to either quit, get fired, or died, and you got to have your resume and your back ready to go. Uh, pretty much whenever, if ever that happens. Oh yeah, got to be ready at all times, and uh, that's great that you took advantage of that opportunity. So 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 Miley was your area of expertise. Where you you were, you were a Miley Cyrus guy, is what you're saying. You know, I like to say that I'm an idiot. That's what, that's mostly what, uh, what I like to do my expertise in. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm a sports guy. You know, I grew up with sports. I, you know, I ran track in college. Um, pop culture is just life. I have two. You've, you've seen me. I got two arm sleeves of Star Wars tattoos. So my nerddom is just pretty much all in at this point. Uh, you know, I just, I don't know. It's. I like to say that I'm in the business of people, you know, I, right. I, I really just, you know, I, I was soaking it in the other day at the sporting game, you know, I was sitting down there and I uh, was looking around and, you know, I get a chance to just hang out with 20,000 folks, or if I'm on the radio, just hang out with, you know, a couple, maybe if I'm lucky on, the, on a good day, maybe a couple hundred thousand folks. And we just kind of just kick it and we hang out and we talk about, you know, stuff that's, that matters, stuff that doesn't matter. We talk to each other. We talk to Kansas City. So, you know, that's because I, I, I can't tell you what I'm an expert on because you know, I speculate blindly 24-7, but I like to think that, you know, I can I can speak like a human and hopefully people would like to uh, respond. That's that, always the best-case scenario. That's great. That's great. If we're saying Disney Channel stars, I, I was more on the uh, the Selena Gomez into things, Hartzell, uh, as you know, far as that goes. That was that window. See, it's, it's a very fine window because, like, I graduated high school in 2010, and, you know, that was right before all this YouTube craze has started. Like, there's cruises now of YouTube stars, which, again, what is I don't know how YouTube that even star? exists, what a YouTube nothing, star is. Nothing makes sense anymore. 
Nothing. No, not not at all. No, absolutely not. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I you know I graduated not too long after you in 2014, and, and I still can't believe uh, that that is uh, developed into a thing of its own. And the Instagram influencers and all that, whatever well, that is, it, it's too much. I mean, well, I mean, I, but and here's the thing, and it's even tougher in your world. I don't know how you guys keep up with it because in my realm, you know, where I just play Jack White records for a living. I mean, we can just kind of take a break and. And I'm going to take a nap for a little bit, or I'm going to, you know, just kind of kick it in the corner for a while and just play some music. You guys got to be on. You got to be ready for a tweet. You got breaking news every other second. You guys, uh, I don't know how you sleep because it can't be very well. I can't just voice track a show and go to bed at 6 o'clock at night. Hey, hey, don't you <laughs> be giving away my secrets, all right? No, 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 no. I'm live 24-7 in the flesh. Heart flex start 6 to 10. That's right. That's right. Yes, you're you're you never voice track. That never happens. Not even one time. It's never happened in the history never. of radio. I couldn't what are you even saying? Now listen, if I have a show to go to or you know, I gotta go then if I decided to maybe have a couple beverages that night, then yes, maybe we might pre record and maybe voice track. But that <laughs> that's so few and far between I can't even can't even tell you the last time that happened. Oh, hearts so great joining us here <laughs> on the uh, Jones Report. You, you mentioned how unique radio is and just talking to an audience and, and so many people. It, it's so intimate, Hartzell. I, I always feel like there's a connection there that you don't get with any other medium, whether it be you know TV or print or whatever, maybe even a blog, whatever. I mean, there's something about radio that you connect with your audience that, that you can get through, whether it's on the music side like you do or talk radio like I do, whatever. There's, there's nothing like that of what radio brings compared to those other platforms. Yeah, and even still now, I mean, it's a great point, even now with social media and all that, you know, what do you, what do you say when you go out and eat you know, but whether it's a, a music jock or a sports personality or reporter, I mean, what's the first thing you say is, oh, my God, I didn't know you looked like that. Because there's something about radio still that people, I think they still give a damn about it. You know, it's yeah, I grew up uh, going to work uh, with my dad whenever he would take us in with him or when we were getting picked up for school. I had on public radio and I had on the buzz. And it's just something about, I don't know, it's just something about that that connection of I don't even have to know what you look like. I don't have to even necessarily know uh, right off the bat where it is you're from or what you're about, but there's it's, it's an openness and an inviting nature that makes you want to still get invested in these people's lives. And I think if we can do it right, then, you know, we are, we are authentically, genu- genuinely uh, interested in the lives of the people who listen to us because at the end of the day, you know, they pay our bills, so thank you for that. And, you know, it's just talking. You know, what we like to say in my show is it's a fireside chat. You know, we got some booze and some food in the background. I'll be here chatting. We got some what I consider pretty good music in the background. Let's hang out. You know, our afternoon show is it's a couple guys in a bar and the jukebox is decent. You know, come hang out for a little bit. So that's how we do it. I don't like being preachy. You know, a lot of the old school jocks are, you know, here's the song followed by another song, and it's on this station. And uh, I don't love that, but there is also, like, I'm a student of the game. I'm a, I'm a history nerd. You know, I, 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 I love that stuff. That's why I was so drawn to poli-sci. And I do like to take bits and pieces of, you know, the history, and, and just even how I, you know, I can still kind of find a personal angle to have a, a one-on-one conversation, but I still want to have the roots of what radio is. Like, I want you to, to feel like, you know, yes, it's a show, but it, you know, it's like a show within a show. It's a, it's a weird thing. Again, it's FM radio, it's the buzz, so none of these things I'm saying make any sense, but that's why 
that's why I guess we're still here. Speaking <laughs> of history and everything there, Hartzell, uh, I mean, right now is uh, such an important time in our country uh, beyond sports, but, you know, looking into just everyday life of, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, in the Kansas City area, just the average person or, or you know, across this country in mean, such an important time right now. I mean, we're living in some of the craziest time. And as somebody that's, that's you know, followed history and poly side like you have, what, what do you make of just the moment that we're in right now and what kind of advice would you have for, for people out there just just going through the uh the moments that uh we're, we're all facing together right now oh boy well how much time do you got <laughs> all the time I, you, you need know, I, I i listened to a a really good talk i went to uh teach for america had a had an anniversary uh cattle that i attended and uh, a guy named deray mckesson who uh, he got really big after you know uh the ferguson uh protests and black lives matter he said a really good thing that you know, as people with platforms and, you know, that, that, that bubble has now been expanding with, you know, the influencers, like you said, the social media culture. You know, one of the first things you have to admit is that I don't know everything. And there are certain things that I don't know anything about. And even the stuff I do know, you know, a, a, a decent amount of, you know, I'm still not going to know the most of someone else. So you have to pretty much acknowledge that, you know, that, that, that right off. The, the gate. A lot of young people, and myself included, I'm only 27, and I've you know I've been doing this for six years, but that's nothing in the big scheme of things. You know, sometimes we get in the in the game of uh, to quote a song from the 1975, uh, saying controversial things just for the hell of it, just because you want to get traction. And I think you're forgetting what you're doing it for. You know, that's why I love that through radio, there's there's that natural openness that I can believe you because I trust what you're saying. I like your kind of style. We kind of feel like we can be friends and there's no barrier uh, of entry because, you know, it's just me listening to that person speaking. And that's why I think this moment is so, so advantageous and so critical and so important. You know, we have to find those voices that we trust, but also voices that I think have credibility. Um, because the world is changing and life is on 24-7, and we've got to realize the things that maybe we are not as important as we think they are, but also, you know, say what we think, say our mind, and say our truths, and, you know, be unapolog- unapologetically about it. And But also know your stuff. You know, you got to it's – yeah, it's an opportunity, and it's uh, a moment that we're in, but uh, you got to remember who it's about. Like when I do my show, I like to think that we're doing this together. And if you're getting to the point where you're you're preaching, or you're just kind of using your 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 microphone as just you know basically uh, you preaching from a pulpit, then it's not it's not who it's who's it for then? It's not worth. It. Yeah, exactly. That's that's outstanding. That's that's great stuff. And and I look at Hartzell, you know, the, this this time that we're going through right now. I, I know me personally, one of the things I've had to do more and teach myself is just to. You know, stop and you know, catch a breath for a minute. You know, smell the roses oh, and realize what's around. You don't have to. You don't have to respond to every mention in your Twitter. Which, by the way, Twitter is not real, my friends. You got to remember that. You know, I, I am a, uh, I'm a pretty bleeding heart liberal. I think you can get that from uh, my social media feeds and/or my radio station, of which I'm employed by. <laughs> and you know, at some point, I had to realize that at least for me. You got to pick your battles. Again, not everything is the most pressing issue, but there are some issues that are very important that you need to, you know, use your clout to, you know, uh, get your point across. And I listen. I say all these things. Uh, I've gotten heat. I've gotten beef. I've gotten fired for jobs uh, from jobs and from potential gigs because of 
with the things I say and what I believe, but I stand by them, and I, I think they're important. You know, I, I, I've been hospitalized as far as mental health issues go. You know, I, I, when I got out of the hospital, I wanted to come talk about it, you know, and that was something that, you know, even within my family, they didn't, they didn't love that idea. They thought maybe that was something that we just take care of internally, you know, and I just, I don't, I don't buy that. You know, we are at a moment where the world wants, the world, like all of us, is looking for someone to help us show us our place in all of this. And too often now we're finding that in the, in the wrong kind of places. And then even on top of that, some of the folks that we're following, we're not really, uh, we're not doing enough of our homework into. So I want to be that guy that, you know, when you listen to me, you're going to get somebody genuine. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be hopefully entertaining. We're going to have a good time. We're going to play some dope records in the background. And if we do this thing right, because it takes a village, then we're going to go be great, and we're going to go change the world. And that's not just in the sports world. It's not just in the music community. It's not just in your local community. It's just who you are as a as a as a public citizen, as a human. You know, and I get look at this. I'm having an existential crisis here on your show. But you know, again, you know where I work. <laughs> I'm ready to run through a brick wall now, Hart. So you you got me fired <laughs> up. I'm I'm ready to roll. This is a sports show, so I do want to talk a couple of sports topics with you here. Let's uh, do it. In, Let's do it. You're, you're being around Sporting KC and everything. A lot of injuries with that uh, group right now, but that's still a good team. I mean that that group to go as far as they did in uh in in what they did you know in the Champions League earlier this year and the injuries if they just get a few bodies healthy this team's gonna be fine right you know i'm not i'm not worried i i love uh first thing i just want to say how much i i i love the organization uh just you know you you know this firsthand being out there it's just really something special when you get a chance to go to uh a, an atmosphere and environment with people that get it and also just you know a soccer specific stadium that's also just really nice that not a lot of uh clubs have the uh luxury of saying but you know i I love this team, and I, I've, I've through this gig of being the MC out there, I I've call I can call a lot of these players now friends of mine. These boys are fine. These guys are good. This is probably the one of the most banged up teams that I've been a part of, as you know, just working with the club. But man, these guys, Peter Vermees is one of the best, if not the best, in what he does. Uh, the the club record speaks for itself. I can't even remember now the streak of of uh, consecutive playoff appearances, and you know we've got. I don't know if you've heard this today, my friend. I don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm not used to breaking news. Uh, but you know, we got a certain a certain somebody's coming back to uh, coming back to see us, coming back to town for a while. Yeah, good to have Benny back. Great uh, to have oh, him. Oh man, oh Benny Fellhaber. So uh, we got Benny coming back, which is gonna, you know, Benny Fellhaber, who said that his years here is some of his best in his career. So that's gonna help uh, with some of the injuries we've got. Plus, you know. I'm I'm personally very excited for the return, hopefully, of the uh, of the Benny Failhaber show on YouTube. It was really it went viral, and uh, you know Benny Benny's known for some of his luscious locks. So we'll see if he maybe brings back some uh, either some 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 facial hair or some kind of something because he, he, you got to think he's going to bring us back some kind of treat. You got to think, and maybe that treats his goals. I take that too. Maybe so. Maybe maybe so. And I, I saw Matt walking around yesterday, and he looked fine. Maybe he's uh, on the right track, about to be back sooner rather than later. So that could be good well, too. Yeah, I remember too, man. They got this uh, pinnacle, man. That that training facility out there is uh, it's next level. I mean, it is the it is the top tier of how you do training, not just in MLS and soccer, but some of the best in the U.S. I mean, this is where the the U.S. national team. You know, their name's on the door as well. So, I mean, 
that's why I say this team it, conditions are always ideal when you got Peter Vermees at the helm and you got a team that just gets it and bought in like like this club. I'm not worried whatsoever. This team can be fine. Now, while we're on sporting, I'll bring this up, and I hope you don't hate me for this, Hartzell, but there's there's only I one never. there's only one thing that I don't like when I go to sporting games, and this goes to applies when I watch soccer, in particular the national team, all the time. Hartzell, I, I'm just not a fan of the I believe chant. I haven't gotten into it. I, I can't Whoa! I can't dig it. Oh boy, you better watch where you say that. You may be getting your credential taken away, my Ooh. friend. Oh boy, you better watch that. <laughs> well, why? You have to tell me why because. Because I, I'm, I'm a fan, man. I mean, that's that's kind of the that's uh, the staple. To me, it's like a given. Like you should stadium, believe, my That's a given. Like you should believe your that you that your team's going to win. If you don't believe, why are you there? <laughs> Okay, see, again, this is why you, you're an actual journalist, because you're thinking, like, you know, rationally, of course you should come in, whereas I'm I'm the hype guy who, who's just kind of an idiot, like, oh, let's just uh, let's yell some words and call it a day. Right? Like, wh- why not something like we're going to, you know, you know, kick these guys' ass or something, you know? Or, okay. I mean, like. So you want to, so you prefer the cheer to be uh, analytical breakdowns. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> is that, let's do a four-three-three formation. Is that kind of what you're going for? No, no. I'm saying more of you know, uh, you know, you, you're going to show the passion, but you know, you, you're going to show that uh, you you want to beat them bad, not just that you believe that you win. No, you're you're going to go out okay. there and you know you know knock them dead of some sorts. You know, I mean, a, a little bit more than just a win. You you're going for the whole thing. So what do you think? We need to find a way to manifest the entire plot of Rocky Four into the cauldron in the South Stand, and that's going to be our overall, uh, that's going to be our atmosphere. And I think people, like the opposing team, when they walk through the door, I mean, they're just, they're just going to get it, right? They're just going to understand that this is not the place for them. They should just turn around and go back home. Oh, exactly. I, I love the cauldron, though. That that fan base is outstanding. It's just the I Believe chant. That's it. I love everything else about sporting and, and all that goes on there, but that's my one pet peeve uh, as far as that oh, goes. Oh man, I'm gonna get uh, well. I'm gonna get it tatted on me, so I'm gonna make up. I'm gonna make out for your for your vote no, and I'm just gonna get it tatted with all my Star Wars stuff, and that'll be good for both of us. Oh, that that'd be great. That that, that evens it out. Then you 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 cancel exactly. me out by doing that. Maybe uh, our, our our good friend who does that uh, podcast with you, uh, Alec Trost, could uh, come up with some new cheers, and we'll work with her on this. Oh, Allie's excellent, and we've gotten a chance. Uh, I guess I should probably talk about it. I, should, I told you guys about. You forget when you again you do this 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 business, man. You got you try to get as many reps as you can. So I've got like four or five different shows I'm on now. But yeah, we are doing. Uh, we got a podcast through uh, uh, the Six Ten Sports Radio Four Thirty Five Podcast Network. Uh, you can get it on Radio dot com or the Radio dot com app. We call it uh, Call It in the Air. You know we. We kind of bring my style of show on the radio music side to the sports world. We look at, you know, the headlines, and we try to go beyond just what it says on the front page, and we try to go beyond just those first couple takes that have already been recycled. You know, we've talked about, obviously, the Tyreek Hill situation, and uh, more recently the uh, Richard Sherman and Bosa uh Maybe could it be a beef situation in San Francisco? I mean, we try to get in the weeds with all that. We talked about Tiger Woods in this last episode. So, you know, a different take. It's fun. Uh, I love Ali. I love Pete, Pete Sweeney, who does uh, uh, editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. So we have a good time, and we're both young. All three of us are young and and um, just kind of trying to offer a different perspective of a generation that, you know, I guess this is our turn. Huh? I, guess this, I guess we're up to bat. 
I, I love it. I, I've listened to a couple episodes already, and I, I'm just waiting for you guys to actually get on radio. Like that just needs to be a show itself. I'll, I'll be the first well, to uh, put I, that well, out as there. As I said, you know, um, you know, we're always scheming in this business as well. I like to say that radio. We're waiting is, for somebody to die. Not only radio, not only high school, uh, but is also Game of Thrones. So. Um, Everything you're saying is duly noted, and I've already uh, started the process. My birds will be singing very soon. Good, good, good. Glad to hear that. Uh, you're, you're a big wrestling guy, right? I, I am. I uh, just got back from WrestleMania. Uh, I guess that was a few, uh, three weeks, I guess, about a month ago now. Uh, I wrestle also in my uh, my free time. So, yeah, you you are correct. I am a bit... Uh, I'm a bit in the game. Like, as you can tell, I think, by me, everything I do, the majority of them are very dumb, and but I always go 150% into it because I guess at this point you just have to. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Hart. So what's, uh, what, what, what's some of your favorite wrestlers you had growing up and even now? Oh, man, favorite. I mean, The Rock was my favorite. I, uh, I, my first uh, uh, – step into a larger world that is professional wrestling. I, I was going with my parents to Blockbuster. We were going to go get a... We were supposed to get Back to the Future. We always got Back to the Future, another movie every Friday. And uh, I got the Back to the Future what I thought was Back to the Future Part 2. And what instead I saw in the VHS was the Royal Rumble 2000, which was uh, ah. Cactus Jack, Mick Foley versus Triple H in a street fight in Madison Square Garden. You had The Rock winning the Royal Rumble. You also saw a, a very uh, a very half-naked Mae Young, who at the time I believe was 85, but also because that was 90s wrestling. Uh, it, it was something that just blew my mind, and I was in love ever since. So, I mean, yeah, the, the, the greats like Handsome Harley Race from Kansas City, you know, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, who all those guys got, uh, a lot of their a lot of their come up was actually in Kansas City, and now we're trying to bring back local wrestling in town now with my guys from uh, Kansas City Extreme Wrestling and the Extreme Wrestling Center in Raytown, Missouri. So, yeah, man, as you can tell, yeah, another another thing that my chips are all in. That's <laughs> that's cool. Friends. That's cool. Now, I, I gotta say, I'm excited to see what uh, Vince can put together with this uh, XFL project. I, I I think that he's got a good idea here and. And uh, it's a lot different than uh, than he did the last time with the the XFL. Yeah, and I heard that uh, I saw that we've got some. I say we like I'm a part of the WWE. Look at me. Well, you I are. That Vince has got some some TV deals all set up. I would think. Well, I thought ESPN is going to be involved. And, ESPN and, and Fox uh, in every game is going to be nationally televised. I mean, I, listen, I'm pumped. And what I was saying with some friends of mine the other day, and I would like. To for maybe us to get involved with this as well. Maybe we should work this into the show. I think we've got to choose an XFL team. You know, I wanted to do this with the that American of Alliance, yada, 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 folded. But since that didn't work out, I say that we choose an XFL team. That is our team. Uh, let's go all in. I'm saying buying all the merch. Uh, we're going to watch the games. And, and I think that we go all in. We do a recap every week. And we just really buy in. On this, on this XFL concept. Hartzell, I, I'm a step ahead of you on that. I agree with you on all that. I've already chose my team. I, I'm going with XFL Dallas. Uh, being an Oklahoma guy, i got to cheer on my guy Bob Stoops and uh, okay, in his that's team. that's right. That's right. That's right. Bob Stoops, is, uh, I think he's GM and coaching that one, right? He is. It's yep. going to be a good time. I, okay, so you've got yours. Okay, let me – here's what I'll do. Let me take some time because if we do this, as you know me, if we do it, we got to do it. So I want to make sure I choose a winner because I, I mean I'm I'm used to I, I just 
I just went viral, so I, I feel like maybe people are starting to watch me a little bit after the whole hot dog race fiasco. So if I gotta, if I'm gonna put my name on this XFL team, we're bringing home, we're bringing home the strap. All right, we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll do weekly recaps. We'll buy the merch. We're, we're going all in on the XFL. Spe- since you brought that up, I almost forgot about that. Uh, your Sports Center top ten moment. You were number one, right, for that fall. <laughs> And listen, and I yes, and I absolutely will be plugging it because I was number one featured on SportsCenter. Yes, it was a not top play SportsCenter, but number one, it's an honor just to be nominated. And when you reach the pinnacle of any type of list, especially a list that I'm actually happy to be on this time, uh, it really it, it felt uh, it felt pretty special. That's a great accomplishment. That that is uh, <laughs> you might as well just retire right now. You're you're on top of the world right now, Hartzell. I mean, I, I may have gotten a mild concussion following in a relish hot dog suit. I mean, if that's not worthy of putting on your tombstone, then well, then what was what was any of this for? Right. That's a that's that's all. It's, it was worth it just for that moment, and it seems like that uh, that uh, was fantastic and uh, very happy for you. <laughs> My and legacy. Your your legacy. You will be remembered forever for that. Who who did you who did you lose to? By the way, uh, I didn't lose to anyone because my my hat crossed the plane even after I did fall. Oh, it did. But the record books, the record books, and the asterisks will say that Nate Buchanty of Sports Radio 810 brought home the the, the first place. But that's under protest, and I believe that uh, our case is going to be in front of the Supreme Court here uh, within the next couple decades. Is what I've been told. Buchanty, you can't lose a Buchanty. Like I mean, of listen, all people, Nate Buchanty. I understand, and we all know the. I mean, I was on record pace before before I tripped over my own feet. So I'm not worried about it. I will have a redemption angle because I have to. Uh, uh, I will be pleading with the Royals from now until my last breath. I will get back on the, the field, and I will have one last go. And uh, it's going to be a whole lot different this time, I guarantee you. It I guarantee le- you. To, to use a wrestling promo, I guarantee it. Hey, there we go. We're ready for the, the sequel to, to, to get this, the rematch of some sorts. A- at least you didn't lose to Blake McFarlane. That would have been slightly worse than a Nate Buchanan. I guess there is a, a worse oh, out there. That would have been. At that point, you just uh, you burn the suit. That's unacceptable. And also, my boy Sam McDowell out of the KC Star, God bless him. You know, he put on the ketchup suit. And uh, I'm, I'll just say, I'm, just, I'm happy that Sam is good at his, his full time job. Uh, because my my man has not seen a track since uh, maybe Obama's first term. It's been it has been a while. That's been a couple minutes. Uh, it's been it's been a while. But he, you know what? He's a, he looks adorable doing it. So good, 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 good. Well, last thing, and then we'll uh, we'll close on this. Uh, the, uh, we we went you know thirty plus minutes and still haven't mentioned uh, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and all that. What's it like of of being from your perspective, I imagine that uh, it's a, it's a lot easier on an FM station these days to talk uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, right now, and, and uh, instead of people telling you, you know, hey, ignore the sports at this time uh, when uh, there's a, as much excitement as there is right now. Well, that's the thing, man. Especially with um, with the buzz in our station, and obviously just Kansas City. It doesn't matter what your genre of music is. If you're talking sports, people are going to listen because it, you know sports is still king in in Kansas City. So as as the as the town was having collective Mahomes fever, you know our folks were having the same fever. We were on staff. We went to you know we went to the games at Arrowhead, and the whole thing was just incredible, man. It was it, it was one of those moments where you know I remember in you know uh, the, the rise of the Royals in 14 to 15 when you would even go to the airport and everybody's in a good mood. I mean that never happens, and then. 
same kind of thing. You know, the guys are going great. Pat, it's just, I mean, he's he is the the template of what it means to be a face of a franchise, man. And he he's bringing that fever back. I mean, you, you go downtown and you know the playoff games and the, the sea of red and just having it's it's nice having our our guy. You know, everyone everyone right. wants that that face. You know, when you're on your, that that team, you got your Brady's and you got your Big Ben's and all that kind of stuff. But it's nice to know that we got a guy who, fingers crossed. He's going to be with us for a long, long time, and it feels like he really does bleed, you know, the red the red and yellow. Oh, no doubt about it. And the fact that he's on the cover of Madden, we know that his rating is going to be outstanding compared to what it was a year ago. I, I, I imagine you're, you're, you're a gamer, Hartzell, to, to some degree. I, I, am. I I will not get tired of playing this Madden game. I might just break my Xbox playing this game. I haven't pre-ordered a Madden since... And I'm not kidding you. I haven't pre-ordered a Madden since I think Steve McNair was on the cover. Maybe Marshall Fox. I think that's those three. And they can just take my money now. They can just have it. I don't. I mean, I want to get all the deluxe editions. I'm going to get the super deluxe editions. And uh, it's just, it's, it's fine. I'm over it. And uh, I just, I've already conceded that as a sunk cost. So just whatever they want. If Pat Space is on it, just cha-ching. Take my money. Take, take my money, run with it, and you know, just break my game system, whatever, because uh, that's what Patrick Mahomes is going to do with how much I'm going to play this game, going to wear it out. Hartzell, uh, before we let you run, go ahead and plug uh, your social media and your show and all that stuff. Where can people connect with you, man? Oh, my man. Well, thank you, brother. Yeah, uh, they can find me on Twitter, at uh, Hartzell965, H-A-R-T-Z-E-L-L-965. Same on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, my show, Hartzell After Dark. Uh, Monday through Friday, so weekdays, 6 to 10, uh, on your alternative, 96.5 The Buzz. Also at uh, Sporting KC Children's Mercy Park, if we got a home game, uh, look towards the field and look for the uh, that clown with a mic who's probably dressed absurdly. That's uh, that's going to be me. All right, so appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us, man, and uh, we'll catch up soon. I would love to uh, be back. This is a blast, man. Let's not let's not make this a once-every-blue-moon situation. No doubt. No doubt about it. Hartzell so Gray, joining us here on the program. Big thanks to Hartzell Gray for joining us here on the Jones Report today. Tyler Jones, Thomas Bridges, back here with you now to uh, finish off some things before we uh, get to Tom Fullery and uh, call it a day today. So uh, first off, Tom, let's talk NBA playoffs. I want to start in the Eastern Conference where the Celtics are eliminated after five games. They came out firing against the uh, Bucks in game number one with that 30-point blowout on the road and then went on to lose four straight in that series. And the Greek Freak played at an unbelievable level. The guys around him played so well. And a couple of takeaways from that series, Tom, first of those being is that on paper, Boston is the more talented team that they they were the much more talented team. And Brad Stevens got so much credit the last two years of how great of a coach he is and how everything is just so well and how everything is built for that team, and it never showed. They were the four seed in the regular season, and you know some people kind of shrugged it off and said, you know, hey, this team just needs time. You know, Gordon Hayward's just got to get healthy. And it just never clicked for this team. And, and Kyrie was so bad in this series and the way that he performed and you know just laid an egg in some of these games 
Kyrie deserves a lot of the blame. Brad Stevens does. It, it reminds me a lot of the thunder in how underachieving that team was considering how much talent was there. They were the more talented team. There was no excuse why, at the, at the very least, this could not have been a more competitive series that uh, went six or seven games. Even if they lost to Milwaukee, even if Milwaukee's got something going good, there's no reason that Boston should have just laid an egg like that. Yeah, and I do think a lot of the blame has to go to Kyrie. And just because he even came out and said it's not going to happen again, it's not going to happen again, and how embarrassing it must be for Paul Pierce right now to say the series was over after one game and then for them to not win another. I think he's like the new Drake curse. Um, But, you know, after the first game, we thought that was the Boston that we kind of figured would show up. And I didn't know. I didn't think it was going to go five games. I, I figured it was going to be at least uh, six games at most. And, uh, you know, at one point we even considered that Boston might actually do it. Um, and obviously they just pooped the bed. Um, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo just killed the game. Uh, he looked unstoppable. Um, and, and Boston never had an answer for him. And at the end of the day, Milwaukee's moving on, the first to move on. Um, out of the other teams remaining. And now they get to rest up for probably a Toronto matchup against a Kawhi Leonard who's playing insane. Right. Um, so, I mean, the ball, I mean, it looks really good for Milwaukee right now, especially with KD going down with an injury. That's going to push that series probably, um, you know, to, I'm guessing maybe seven. Um, but, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, yeah. It's looking really good for Milwaukee right now, and obviously we we talked about Boston. Looks uh, they have some some questions to answer this offseason. Where where does Boston go from here? Because certainly there's some decisions to be made. Do you continue to try to to build around your young guys that are there in you know Jalen Brown and uh, you know and Jason Tatum? You know those guys. Do you continue to build around your young core who? Looks really good the last couple of years getting into back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. Or do you build around your vets in you know Kyrie and Hayward and try to go get uh, Anthony Davis? I-, I feel like that they're at a dilemma, Tom, where you pretty much have to choose one or the other at this point. Either they're going to try to just go ahead and you know make this vet thing work and see what they can put together and go make a run at AD and try to win now. Or you know, stick to the plan of those younger guys because I, I don't think that the two, based on what we've seen, uh, can coexist. That you got to go with one plan over the other. You can't have this you know intertwine this mix in between because obviously that this what they're doing now just isn't working. Yeah, it hasn't worked, and I I think what's probably going to end up happening is Kyrie's going to not be a Boston Celtic next season. Um. I'm not sure on the Al Horford contract or how it's going to go. You know, Marcus Smart was injured. Um, at this point, I think you have to kind of shoot for the stars for Anthony Davis, which I I don't, you know, it happened before. They talked about that Anthony Davis wasn't going to go there and uh, just kind of a big controversy there. I, I don't know if you can – I think you run the risk of becoming the Lakers next season to a certain extent, if you try to put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, that's kind of what the Lakers did, and now they're in the position that they are. Uh, still with LeBron James, but, hell, they couldn't even get Tyron Lue deal done. 
Um, so I think the Celtics kind of run that risk if they don't make a sudden move. If they, if they wait around and wait around uh, for something to happen, I think they run the risk of, of being the next laughing stock. Uh, I mean, they're not a bad team. It's kind of like the Thunder, like you mentioned. Uh, just something has to be done where, you know, you look at other teams and make the playoffs, their outlook maybe looks a little bit better, but it comes to a certain part where if you don't make a change, this is as good as it's going to get. Um, and so, you know, the goal obviously every year is to win a championship, and, and Boston is right there. Um, so whether that be Kyrie leaving, whether they – you know, trade pieces like Tatum and Brown uh, and, and try to get, a, you know, other names in the door. Uh, it's going to be something that Danny Ainge and, and Brad Stevens are going to have to work out this offseason. Yeah, some uh, big decisions to be made there. And personally, I don't think Kyrie's worked, and he, he did not look like he is ready to be the number one player on a team that you know he's ready to lead that he is uh, going to need some help that he can't be the leading star in, in a roster right now and so I would look to a future beyond Kyrie Irving not him as your number one option and, and try to make that young group exist and see what you can do from there I think that's their best bet going forward because uh what they have in Kyrie is is not working for this uh, team at the moment as far as that goes but uh the, the Milwaukee Bucks you mentioned them get this series win the Greek freak was uh outstanding and Jonas was and and those guys around him I mean that's a really good team the way that they're playing right now Toronto I, I think is is going to finish off this series with Philadelphia and they should be in that conference final Toronto we, we've been riding them you've been on them all all season I jumped on the bandwagon with the playoffs Tom do you think that Milwaukee and Toronto that you know we, we like Toronto Milwaukee would be the one seed with the home court though is Milwaukee playing at a high enough level right now to beat Toronto? Can they? Not not saying they will, but do you think they're capable of getting past Toronto and getting to the NBA Finals? Oh, very much so. Uh, I mean, if they can kind of cancel out Kawhi Leonard and, and, and make you know Kyle Lowry the, the focal point as far as make Kyle, Kyle Lowry beat you, I uh, just look at the Raptors before. I know they have Marc Gasol, who has tons of playoff experience. Uh, he's not – I don't think he's just going to outright beat you, though. Um, Kawhi Leonard can do that. We've seen some pretty crazy games from Danny Green as far as the playoffs go, mainly the finals, so he's been there. Um, I, and then I don't know if Seacom's still hurt. I, You know, I haven't – as soon as the Spurs kind of got out, I, to be honest, I, I – not as interested as I once was, but I still am trying to keep up. I'm not sure if he's injured still or how that injury goes, but uh, if if that injury happens and they have to find somebody else to replace uh, Seacom, then I really do think Milwaukee can do this thing. Uh, just the, uh, how well they're playing and how they just trounced Boston and, and four games straight after the first one, I I, I couldn't. I would be remiss to say that they didn't have a chance to do it or that they won't. In uh, Toronto's case uh, of this team right now, Kawhi Leonard, and I know that this uh, makes Tom frustrated, but... It does, very much so. Kawhi is playing at such a high level right now, and you know while everybody's talking about the historic things that Kevin Durant is doing, 
I think we would be remiss not to mention Kawhi right now. I think that, you know, I've said this time and time again, you know, Kawhi is the best uh, defensive player of my lifetime. You know, he can defend all five positions, and, and he's just unbelievable with what he can do, and his numbers are pretty similar to that of Kevin Durant. Uh, it is a very, I think it's very comparable. The discussion we should be having is not about where Durant ranks among the all-time greats. It should be about him compared to Kawhi. I think they're very close to each other. The way that Kawhi has performed in this postseason, Tom, uh, he has elevated that Toronto team. And you know, for years, you know, when when LeBron was was you know taking on Toronto. There was a factor where Toronto could not get over the hump. There was like a fear of some sorts. Not only is Toronto playing at a high level, but this team is coming out very confident. They're a a silent assassin of some sorts because Kawhi Leonard doesn't say much, but there is a confidence in this team that we have never seen before. And, I mean, this is, this is a new era of, of Toronto Raptors basketball. I mean, Kawhi Leonard has meant that much to this team that not only do they have one of the, you know, best players in the world, but they also have an instilled confidence that this franchise has never had before. That is very true, and, and I think uh, that had to do with getting rid of Dwayne Casey. I think it had to, you know, do with winning the first playoff series that they played. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the, the team as a franchise and, and the fans were a little nervous just because of their playoff woes in the past, and, you know, they, the whole thing went down with trading DeRozan, maybe their, you know, their pride and joy pretty much. Uh, you know, kind of goes in the books with Vince Carter, and I'm sure Kawhi, if he ends up staying in Toronto, he'll be put right next to De- Demar and Vince as, as you know, the top three players in the in the city's franchise. Um, so I I think it came with getting past the first series, and now if you know they go ahead and finish off the 76ers, I think that's just going to not only boost the team's confidence in going to Milwaukee. Uh, but also just the fans. And, and I know at the end of the day, the fans' confidence don't necessarily mean a whole lot. Uh, but if they're backing, if, you know, they're going to have to be loud. They're going to have to show up, obviously. And uh, I, I have no doubt that they will. Uh, it does frustrate me. Uh, my bias is showing just because this is what it could have been in San Antonio. Uh, and I get that it's a business. But still a little salty there. But I wouldn't, you know, I would not put it past Toronto to go on and and get to the finals and hell even win it with the way Kawhi Leonard's playing. Uh, but Giannis is waiting. So I think the thing that we've said, Tom, about the Warriors was that the biggest thing getting in their way would be them beating themselves, whether it was injuries or the self-destruction of some sorts, you know, that that would be their, their biggest thing in their way. And now with Kevin Durant's status, you know, uncertain going forward for this uh, postseason, and you know we're still waiting on some de- details. Obviously, um, this certainly could be that thing that gets in their way uh, of this this team winning a championship. But I'll say this on on the same realm with that that this team is still very capable without him. Uh, you know, the, the Splash Bros won a championship without Kevin Durant being a part of this roster. They've done this before. Uh, it, it's twofold that this 
could be their you know self, their their destruction. You know, losing Kevin Durant certainly could be enough to eliminate this team. But you certainly cannot count out this group by any means uh, from what they've done where where they're at. You know, this team is still very capable of uh, taking things to being just fine uh, without him either way. Oh, of course, and and they're up already three two on the Rockets now. So even if they had him for. You know, even if we was out for the rest of the series and say, you know, the Rockets win game six, uh, I, I still think they're very capable of winning game seven on their home floor without Kevin Durant. Well, that makes it a lot more difficult. Uh, like you said, they've done it before. So they get past the Rockets. Let's say Kevin Durant's out um, for the rest of the time being. Then you're looking at, you know, it looks to be probably Nuggets. I think they're up 3-2. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken there. So let's just say you're looking at the Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets almost got bounced by the Spurs, uh, who, you know, not the same talent level. Uh, so even if they were out without Kevin Durant against uh, the Nuggets, I still think they could pull it off. I mean, it's not uh, from the looks of the injury. They say it's a calf strain. They say his Achilles is okay. That's kind of what I know from right now. Just being updated from ESPN, but uh, certainly they could. Um, but like you mentioned, this could be the start. Or, you know, like we've mentioned, this could be it. This could be where the downfall happens. I don't think it will, uh, but it is a starting point. Yeah, it, it certainly could be uh, for this team. And and I think, I, I said this before this round, this, uh, this Rockets-Warriors series, I think the Western Conference champion comes out of that series and I, and I still think that's the case because you know if if this warriors team you know can get past Houston and you know obviously you know they they, they played well even without Kevin Durant in the rest of that game and find a way to win and win that series still I think that team is still more talented than Denver or Portland, either one. I think they would find a way to get the finals from that point. From there, I think that's when things get fishy. Uh, Houston, I think, is a better team than both Portland and Denver, despite not having a better record than those two teams. I, I still think that, uh, you know, even you know Houston, even though they're down 3-2, they are not out of this. I like whoever comes out of that situation to still win the Western Conference to beat whether that be most likely Denver or Portland, either one. How weird would it be to have Portland go to the finals or even the Denver Nuggets go to the NBA finals? Oh, yeah, At this point, anybody else besides the Warriors from um, the Western Conference would just be kind of an oddity to see. I hate that it's gotten to that, but I would be very shocked even if the two-seed Nuggets or to make the NBA Finals. Oh, 100%. It would be it would be a sore. I still think it's going to be the Warriors. I don't think Kevin Durant's injury is that bad. I think he misses Game 6. Uh, and if they don't win Game 6, the Warriors, he's definitely going to play Game 7. Yeah, I, I don't know necessarily what his injury situation is going to be, you know, where, where that is going forward. But, you know, he would certainly be – uh, missed if he is, uh, you know, going to you know miss any time. Uh, no, there's no question about it. But that team is still a threat a- at this point, Tom. You know, you you and I both counted out the East uh, to begin this postseason. That the best shot to take out the Warriors was somebody within the West. Now that what we've seen, you know, if the Warriors, you know, they're they're not playing their best ball at least compared to what we've seen from the Warriors, and that they've dealt with, you know, this this injury with Durant and. 
and the way that we've seen how good the Bucks have played and how good the Raptors have played, are you convinced now that one of those teams is good enough to beat Golden State or a team that comes out of the West to be in the NBA championship? I think Toronto, um, and I think Milwaukee both have a really good shot. Now, if it is Toronto and Kawhi gets put on, uh, maybe a little banged up Kevin Durant, um, I like where Toronto would sit in that series. Uh, now, they wouldn't have home court, but it still would be super favorable. Uh, and, it, and as much as it would pain me to see Kawhi Leonard win a championship the first year after the Spurs trade him, um, I think it could happen. Uh, if they put him on, a, like I said, a, a kind of a banged-up Kevin Durant, I like Toronto almost in that series. It would be uh, very interesting. Uh, I, I would like uh, Kawhi's chances going head-to-head against a banged-up Durant, but I don't know necessarily, Tom, if uh, Toronto has the guards to go to, toe-to-toe at those other spots with. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that Kyle Lowry can defend Steph Curry. Right, right. That, that would now, certainly... They would have Dane Green on Clay Thompson, and, and I, I, you know, they wouldn't necessarily win every matchup, but I, it's better than having – uh, another scrub on clay, right? That would be a fun. That would be a fun series. I think Milwaukee. I think kind of to see the rise, the final. You know, the the first big rise of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, if they could pull that off and win, or a small market like Milwaukee, that would be huge. Right, that would be. That would be. That would be a lot of fun to see. I, I mean, at this point, uh, it'd be great say, for the league too. Yeah, I mean, even if it was, could you imagine if it was Milwaukee versus Denver, a small, kind of a smaller market matchup like that? I mean, whether you, you know, if it was like a a Houston, I mean, I guess even Toronto, Toronto's a pretty big market. Um, so it would be cool to see a small market matchup in the finals. Maybe, I don't know how the ratings would go, but it would be fun for a small market guy. I guess, I mean, you're a small market guy. It would be fun. That would be fun. It would be fun also to see Kawhi uh, versus Golden State um, to see to try to get one for Canada. Uh, I, I can't say I wouldn't root for the for the Raptors, uh, and I can't say I wouldn't root for Milwaukee. If it's, um, if it's the Raptors in the finals going up against Golden State, uh, I'm going to have to go with Canada. I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if it means betraying my own country, if Golden State's our representative, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, oh, Canada all the way. Even if the Rockets, if the Rockets were to do it, I, I would have to go for the Raptors or Milwaukee. I Really, I think at this point, unless the Nuggets make it, um, I would probably root for the Eastern Conference team, as sad as that is. No, oh, I agree. I'm with you 100% uh, as far as that goes. Uh, Taco Jones, Thomas Bridges here with you. Before we get out of here today, time for our Tom Fullery story of the week this week. Tom, what do we have uh, in store this week? So this this week, uh, we're going a little political here. So this comes from the Des Moines Register. And uh, Beto O'Rourke called regular Casey's Pizza. Uh, this is a pizza I introduced to Tyler, actually. Casey's Pizza, a breakfast pizza, and Iowans are not amused as well as other people who are familiar with Casey's Pizza. There's a huge difference. And it is huge, and the breakfast pizza is a lot better uh, than some regular pizza, pizza joints that I've had. Um, so 
article starts off with Casey's breakfast pizza is a serious subject for Iowans. Uh, it's you know that goes for a, a big majority of other people who like to partake Casey's pizza. They, they love uh, Iowans love their Casey's beer and their Bush Light. Their Casey's pizza and their Bush Light. Do they have a Casey's beer? Uh, no, 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 I didn't mean to say that. Uh, their uh, Casey's. No, I was about to say, I was like, wait a second. It'll be if they if they do if they do Tom eventually it, it would be like a, a breakfast pizza flavored beer I'm sure that would be something. Um, article starts off Casey's breakfast pizza serious subject for when Beto O'Rourke said he loved the Midwest delicacy, but some are saying he lied about his gas station pizza of choice. We're eating some breakfast pizza right now O'Rourke said on his Instagram story in a video of himself eating pizza. But Iowa's corner of the internet is disputing his claim, saying the pizza had marinara sauce and olives. Two signs that the pizza was not the beloved breakfast variety from Casey's General Store, a gas station and convenience staple in that state. Uh, Trent Ryan of Barstool Sports, an outlet that previously referred to Iowa's breakfast of choice as too bacony, wrote an article titled Beto O'Rourke pretending to eat Casey's breakfast pizza while eating regular pizza makes me sick. Iowans went on Twitter to debate the ingredients of the featured pizza. O'Rourke's campaign staff said the Casey's in Boone they stopped at was out of breakfast pizza at the time they went in, but they still had Casey's pizza for breakfast. Uh, the El Paso Democrat had has had proper breakfast pizza for breakfast on previous trips to Iowa, uh, including his first trip to the state in March right after launching his campaign. He also brought up his love for breakfast pizza at multiple Iowa stops the past few days on the trail. Um, if you had told me that the breakfast pizza was good, I may have not have believed you. He told a Boone crap Tuesday morning, but I tasted it for myself, and I am now a believer. Iowan politicians on both sides of the aisle weighed in on the topic of what officially counts as breakfast pizza. Uh, Jones, before I continue this article, what counts as breakfast pizza for you? It's got to have a breakfast item, whether that be eggs or bacon or sausage. Um, it's got to start with a breakfast item that you want it put on a uh, normal piece of pizza. I think it has to have egg. Yeah, you, you're probably right. Probably right. I think that's like just kind of like as important as cheese. Because you can put, you can have sausage pizza and you can have bacon on pizza, but I think what really distinguishes it would be eggs. And then I think you kind of have probably have to have a different sauce. Like it, it, at this time, it's a cheese sauce. You can really go for marinara. I think you can. I've had it with gravy as the sauce, and that's pretty interesting. Um, but I, I'm more of a, a, a cheese guy. Jones, uh, and like I said before, I continue. When they said breakfast pizza, maybe they were, you know, I can see that it's a little wacko, but maybe he was just trying to say that they were eating pizza for breakfast. I there's no excuse. There there is a fine it's line. bad wording. It, it, it was a very bad move. And, and Beto's campaign, not to get too political, is is not doing so well right now. He's kind of lost some momentum. Robert Francis has, and so now, you know, you, you pull this move off. You know, Iowa's the first caucus of the year, and you referred to their you know a, a piece of veggie pizza. As breakfast pizza, that is a crime. I mean, like, okay, you know what? If you mistaked, you know, if you happen to mistaken sausage pizza 
for breakfast pizza. You know what? You know that that might be swept under the rug. The fact that he mistaken veg veggie pizza for breakfast pizza that is where you draw the line in the sand and say that that was that was uh, that was too much. I I can see that this John this article goes on and I this is just meant for uh, to be Tom Fullery, uh because we're I'm pretty familiar with this as well as you are. Uh, on Tuesday evening, O'Rourke brought up the Boone Pizza Run again as he introduced himself to about 70 people at a house party hosted by Fayette Mayor Andrew Wentz. But then he also seemed to confuse the Iowa original Casey's General Stores with Wisconsin-based... Yeah, can just guess. Wisconsin-based what, what restaurant, John? What restaurant out of Wisconsin? I, I don't know. It's, what? You know it. You, you know. You know this restaurant. Oh, uh, Culver's. Oh, it is Culver's. No, you can't mix up Casey's and Culver's. No. Oh, my. He said, I spent most of my life in Texas, and I'm really beginning to discover things about Iowa, like breakfast pizza. Amazing. We were today today in the hometown of Culver's and had a slice of breakfast pizza, also the home of Mommy Eisenhower, and the first Culver's is on Mommy Eisenhower Boulevard. Uh, No. I've never, I still haven't had Culver's, and I don't know that I will. Uh, just because it sounds like a meat market rather than a restaurant. It sounds like where you go get a ribeye, like, you know, like a, a butcher. That's what Culver's really is. This is so cringeworthy. The, you know, the the, the fact that we, it involved, uh, you know, first off, mistaking veggie pizza for, for uh, you know, breakfast pizza and then mistaking Casey's for Culver's. Like, that's two strikes. That that that's uh that's awful. I don't know if you can get any worse than those two mistakes. And when, when you're campaigning and all, you you do the pandering and all that. That comes with the territory. But if you're gonna pander, you at least gotta pander right. Come on. That is true. That's like okay, just stop talking about restaurants if you can't get them right. Right. Talk about I don't know you know politics or whatever. I mean, that'd be. It, I mean, it depends. I mean, if he said we're gonna put a water burger in every city in America, I might be. Hey, okay with that because that means Bartlesville would get one and I wouldn't go anywhere else. If you want to win an election, I think either party, an independent, you know, the the third party or whatever, I don't care. You could easily win an election if you promised and, you know, got Whataburger to agree to it that every city in America would get a Whataburger. I think that candidate would win hands down. Or, you know, at least in a region like, okay, like, you know, BA gets the water. I guess BA already has one, but does BA have a water burger? There's two yes, in Tulsa. Yes, there was one right? by my high school. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's right. Not uh, in Kuwait. Like saying like Bartlesville and Dewey would both get a water burger. No, there would just one be like centrally located within, you know, 20 miles. Every 20 miles in a 20 mile radius, there would be a water burger. So. No matter how far you drove, it, it would be like a McDonald's in America. But right. instead of McDonald's, just Whataburger, I think you'd have a good shot. I mean, Jones, if you were running for president and you know you could get, like, sponsored or you could get – you would be the king of this, actually, just knowing how you go get, like, free food and coupons. Would you not name drop several of your favorite restaurants? Like, you know what? I really, really like – you know, there's be several pizza places I would drop, but I would be like, let's say, for example, I really like Andalini's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
so if you got, you know, if you ever, yeah, I think they would be like, you know what, you can come in even if you lose the election for name dropping something like that. You would get free people for the rest of your life. I would almost run for president in hopes to actually lose. But in that meantime of my campaign, I would just be name dropping every favorite place in America. I mean, you know what? What's a really good place? I really like Buffalo Wild Wings. You could just go and get free wings for the rest of your life, even if you don't really care for Buffalo Wild Wings. You could do that for any anything. And then retail shops. You know, I could. You say, get the gift really card. Like wearing Nike. And you get the gift cards from those places, and you give them to your friends, and all of a sudden you get free gifts to give people. It's it's a brilliant Boom. idea. There you go. Then you uh, have a pretty cheap life, and you're happy, and you're eating everything you want, and you make your friends happy. That sounds pretty you know, great. You have to have the stress of being president. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. That's perfect. Almost too perfect. We got to go. Big thanks to uh, Hartzell Gray for joining us, and uh, big thanks to you, the listener, for stopping by as well. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash Tyler Jones Live, Tyler Jones Media Group. Uh, also, Twitter at Tyler Jones Live, at Thomas underscore Bridges, TJ Media Group. Uh on uh, Instagram, Jones underscore report. You can find us there. Subscribe to the show, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, all those places. And uh, we'll see you right back here next week. For Thomas Bridges, I'm Tyler Jones saying so long. This has been another edition of the Jones Report. We'll see you next week. The Jones Report. F- yeah.